Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every month we deep dive into a different aspect of cinema. But this week, we're not doing that. We're not. We just went to the movies, and we're going to tell you what we saw. We saw a movie that's going to be the blockbuster movie of the summer, The Flash. Yeah, this is DC's attempt to kind of take the crown away from Marvel since the mouse looks weak. Yeah, I mean... A little bit of space in between Guardians coming out, and now we've got a big DC movie coming out that's been trying to debut for, I think, all of the pandemic. Yeah. Um. I so I looked. I just looked at this. Uh. The director Andy Mudicetti. Andreas. Uh, okay. Uh. Went in. Andreas. Yes. Uh. Went into production in like 2020, like in January, mm-hmm. and you know March we go into you know lockdown. Yeah. And I guess since then, they've just been like pitter-pattering, working on this since. So this has been in production for like three or four years. Yeah, and I think it was announced, what, like 2018, 2019, somewhere in there? They Okay, they announced that they were going to make a Flash movie with Ezra Miller in like 2016. It was like right after Batman v Superman. Okay. Or like right after Batman v Superman or um, Justice, League. Justice League, one of, one of those two, but yeah, they were like down to make it, and then it just took forever, and then they yeah. decided Flashpoint the or the Flash was going to be a, an adaptation of Flashpoint, which mm-hmm. was going to reset the whole DC cinematic universe because it's just been a shit show for like the entire time. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to come off as sounding like mean to the DCU, but it has been a roller coaster of quality yeah and i mean it's been in recent years where you know it's the live action stuff is starting to catch up with the cartoon versions of things the the animated series that have been the standard bearers of like dc quality you know chef's kiss but you know some of the live action movies haven't always been there Mm-hmm. But I, I Wonder Woman eighty four was I, not a I, great one. No, I really enjoyed eighty four. Really? Yeah, I, I know that's kind of a, a controversial thing, but I've seen more people say that they did enjoy it, and I think not having that theater experience might be why some people were kind of sullied on it. Mm. But then again, I saw the first Wonder Woman at home, regretted not seeing it on a big screen, and then because of the pandemic, I had to watch eighty four at home. But I still really enjoyed it. We have the worst luck because we saw the original Suicide Squad in theaters yeah. and that one was really bad. Yeah. We saw the original Justice League and Batman versus Superman, which were mixed bags at best. Yeah, and, and I've got I've grown fond for Justice League. You, I mean You've rewatched it like twice since we saw this uh since we saw the Flash, right? I watched it before the Flash and I watched it last night just to kind of, you know. Put myself in the right, you know, headspace and kind of remember the things that we saw in Flash because we saw it at the beginning of the week and we're now at the end of the week. So it's like trying to make sure that everything is still kind of fresh in there. It'd be great to be like, can we watch it one more time just for the podcast? I mean, just to, you know, have quality assurance and remember, you know, oh, yeah, I did remember that right. I mean, talk about quality assurance because we saw a preview screening of the Flash, which... I guess what happens for the preview screening that's been going out, because I guess they've been doing previews of this for like a year. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's been picture locked forever, but the CGI just hasn't been like brushed up yet. So we saw a cut that didn't have good CGI. We're just going to open with that. 
your theater experience will vary. Yeah, and I, and I plan on seeing The Flash once it lands into theaters, you know, this weekend. But um, yeah, we got this kind of cool message from the filmmakers before the movie saying that this isn't going to be the version that goes out, you know, come to, to theaters that comes out to theaters, you know, opening weekend. So that's why we weren't sure if we were getting like a director's cut, um, an extended cut of the movie. Because the one we saw was like the 144 minute cut yeah. of the movie, which translates to like two hours, 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. Which I think is the theatrical runtime that's going to end up. Okay, so we thought we saw the theatrical cut. So what's in the movie is what's in the movie. It's just not polished yet. Yes, um, and that was a distraction the entire time we watched the movie. So that that's why you know, spoiler. I really love the movie. Same, same. Um, but I was kind of in the camp of you know, since we don't know what's going to be in the theatrical cut, since we're getting a different cut. I wanted to go back and see what was different. But now that I know it's just CGI, I'm ready to go back just to enjoy the movie and see if the CGI has changed or not. Yes. And I guess since we're going to release this pretty much parallel with the actual theatrical yeah, release, we'll, this... we'll, won't, we won't spoil anything, but we'll answer some um, FAQs the best we can. Yeah, this is going to come out the day of the, the release of the movie. Um, just for kind of clarification... We got to see this on May 22nd, so it's kind of a, a long ways away from the actual release of right now. Yes, but for people who want to know what the movie is generally about, I have the synopsis here, and then we'll go right into the FAQs and try and answer the best we can for those interested. This is one of the special ones where we do not have the back of the box. We don't. We have the internet. Yes. <laughs> So, what the movie is basically about is that Barry Allen is the Flash, the fastest man alive, and he has made a discovery. He can run fast enough to travel back in time. With his newfound power, he plans to save his mother and father from a tragic fate, but when he does, he causes a ripple effect that changes reality and threatens to destroy his. Things get complicated with the deadly arrival of General Zod and Barry's only chance at making things right rest in the hands of a retired Batman, Barry's younger self, and a stranded Kryptonian. And, uh, you know, comedy ensues, and it's a lot of action. It's a lot of kind of wink-nudge comedy at the camera and time travel shenanigans. I mean, has he not watched Back to the Future? Come on, you, you don't alter the past. That is one of the jokes in the yes. movie because they're going to make time travel jokes. Obviously. And Back to the Future is the uh, touchstone there. But I guess to FAQs for everyone involved. So Michael Keaton, he's back as Batman. Yes. Yes, yes everyone. He is back. He's, we all screamed. Big round of applause. He shows up. He's in the movie for like a majority a of the movie yeah he's at least on screen for like 30 45 minutes of this movie he's on he's in it more than ben affleck is oh and, yeah and he does a great job michael keaton still has great acting chops you're not seeing michael keaton try to do um like parkour fight scenes all right you don't have to worry about 70 year old man trying to look tough but he still kicks ass yeah his, and, his stunt double does and, and we get you know bruce wayne as the dude in this movie which was awesome yes we do we also, do get retired disheveled batman now the main question that everyone's been having is ezra miller is he good is he crazy what's going on with ezra miller 
I mean, it, like, things that's have, number two question after Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. things have been very quiet. So I think really Warner Brothers stepped in to kind of like, you know, do quality assurance and make sure that this movie comes out, you know, unscathed. There's no, you know, he's not in jail again. Or There was real talks of them scrapping this movie. Yeah. That was, that was a real thing that, because um, I guess if people don't know, Ezra Miller, they had kind of a mental breakdown, which mm-hmm. resulted in them uh, assaulting a few people. I believe there was like a, a kidnapping yeah. involved. Uh, he tried or... Sh- they tried to flee the country at one point. Yeah, it it was very messy for... It feels like a lot of that happened like back to back to back. You were Some seeing... of it did. A lot of the assaults happened in like a month span. Yeah, because I mean, it was just like he couldn't get out of the news and it was just, you know, getting even more wilder what was happening. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people were terrified that you're just going to completely scrap this entire movie. They've been quiet ever since, so I don't know if maybe they have um, Ezra in treatment or... That's what I've um, looked into, is that they are in treatment and that Warner Brothers took the decision of just having them not do any press for the movie. Yeah. They're going to release the movie because Warner Brothers, into their point, they're like, this movie is too good to not see the light of day. Yeah. They're like, it's probably the best DCU movie that's come out. It's probably going to do really well at the box office. You think we're going to get a premiere or are we just going to... We're going to get a premiere because you can still get like the re- literally the rest of the cast to yeah, show up. Yeah, you know, Michael I... Keaton, Ben Affleck. Um... Gal Gadot is also in this for, for, is, a, brief se- for a brief sequence, yes. But <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a premiere and all that stuff, I would su- assume... And the whole deal, though, is that uh, Ezra Miller, they're just probably going to take a step back because I do not know the next time we will see The Flash after this. Yeah, I mean, the movie kind of left you with questions, not in a bad way. Just, you know, where are we going from here? Yeah. Since um, they want to kind of, you know, bring in fresh blood, new blood to the DCU. And it's like, well, you know, it's like, I'm not ready to let go of like, you know, our current Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman. Well, here's the problem. Those actors are ready to go. Like, I think Ben Affleck was really into playing Batman at one point. I mean, and I'm then sorry. just completely, like, stopped caring. Well, yeah, it was after they took away his solo movie. Because we never have a Batfleck movie. Well, he was going to be the Bat... In, like, the Batman, he was meant to star and direct in that one because yeah. you know he did argo oscar-winning movie all that mm-hmm. stuff and he was gonna direct and star in it and then when he looked at all the pre-production his friends were like look ben you could probably make a great movie but you'll probably kill yourself trying to get it done so yeah. just don't do it and that's why that batman movie never materialized he's also had personal issues mm-hmm. that he does not want to do the amount of work to be a batman I mean, he... Gal Gadot had a... He had just recently gotten married. Gal Gadot, she's still having children. So it's a thing where, you know, you're trying to split time between family and movie making. There's also the whole issue that uh, Wonder Woman 84 did not do as well as they wanted. But I mean, there was stuff where people were writing really bad reviews. I, I think the worst one that I had seen was... Uh, this man, he was really just tearing apart 84 because it starred a woman and it was directed by a woman. It's like, really? It's like, you know, Gal Gadot is amazing as Wonder Woman. And it's like, you know, 
there's not enough love for female directors, so it's like you know. Well, yeah, trolls exist everywhere. But, oh, I know. And don't get me wrong, Gal Gadot is great as Wonder Woman. I mean, I'll say that one. She's really good at playing Wonder Woman. That might be the only thing she's great playing, but she's really good at it. Hey, I will watch Gal Gadot in anything. You don't don't watch Death on the Nile. She's well, not she's not great in that. Well, but, I, I've also heard. I mean, Death on the Nile probably shouldn't have been remade again, but. You know, as a consensus, it was like the whole movie was bad. It's not, you know, she was bad. Yeah, she is part of a bad whole, basically. Yeah. But the that's the thing. Also, Henry Cavill is like just done dealing with DC. But we had just got him back. We got him back. And then they're like, nope, sorry, you're out. Like, no. Well, yeah. And I think that's the thing. The entire DCU up to this point has just not been handled very well. Yeah. Uh, the again like this flash movie was in quote-unquote the works since like 2011 when ryan reynolds was green lantern like that was the follow-up they were going to do green lantern i, I can with see ryan reynolds, why you know yeah it didn't and then they were going to do the flash right after yeah that didn't materialize so they wait a couple years and then they're like all right now we're going to do a whole dcu and we're just never going to bring up the green lantern again he does not exist in this universe yeah and then it it really did feel like their DC was playing catch up to the Marvel baggage that they were never going to reach just because Marvel started the trend and they knew how to just make Marvel movies. They didn't, they're not making like cinema. They're not making kino art culture. They are making Marvel movies. They yeah. know how to make their, their product. There's no way to keep up with the MCU. I mean, it's like you it's think. It's a pipeline. I mean, you think, you know, okay, we're getting close. And it's like, no, they're going to churn out, you know, um, possibly two movies, a couple of TV shows for Disney+. Plus. It's like, where do they find the time and the day to, you know, film these, edit these, push them out, merchandise? Like, my God. And and that's the thing that you would think, well, Marvel, they make like five, six movies a year. So it's got to be a thing where they're just like running out of ideas and all this other stuff in DC, they're got to be making better movies. It takes them like two years to make a fucking Marvel or a DC movie. Yeah. And it's, it's such like, it's so depressing. It's so depressing. Cause like, what is it? Aquaman two still hasn't been released yet. No. And they're still like, look, the Amber Heard controversy, yeah. we'll just recast her and then reshoot the entirety of the film. And that's like a whole other can of worms. Or they're going to keep all the scenes with her and be like, yo, sorry, you got to look at her face for, you know, two hours. It's just, it's going to be a lot of work to reshoot this entire thing or CG someone's face over her face. Did, you heard about that, right? Oh, Where absolutely. Where they were going to deep fake somebody, like a different actress on Amber <laughs> Heard to like um, get her out of the movie. Absolutely, I heard that. And... I, I in my head I was like that is going to be like millions and millions and millions of dollars tacked onto this budget that is just not going to be worth it mm -hmm. guys and it's probably going to look bad. I mean, I still haven't seen the first Aquaman movie. Um, so I you know, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it, but with Amber Heard in there it's like I don't know if I could stomach looking at her for 2 hours. It is what it is, but there is our uh, diatribe on the DCU and the state of it going yeah. into Flash. I mean, DC Comics are still awesome. I like DC Comics. I, I don't think I ever read Marvel Comics, but DC, that's where my heart lies. Of course, but The Flash, the movie itself, because, you know, movie podcast... Yeah. The movie as a whole, I, I liked it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the movie. Honestly, I came out of it thinking, yeah, this is probably the best of the dcu movies like I'm, I'm thinking 
uh, the only, I mean, I haven't seen like the Snyder cut because I just haven't dedicated four and a half hours of my, or four hours of my life to Zack Snyder. You just know, saying. when I was watching um, the regular, the theatrical cut of Justice League, mm-hmm. you know, obvi- obviously it stores, you know, the information of when I started watching the, the-, uh, the Snyder cut. Apparently, I was only like 10 minutes off from completing the four hour thing. I had no idea that I had gotten that close to the ending. It was just sitting there for hours. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is never going to end. So I feel like it's doable. I'm, I'm going to have to do it from the beginning just to, you know, do it. Well, but Well, I get that. But your thoughts, where does this rank in the DCU movies? You know, Man of Steel up to now, oh. we'll say. You know, I, I really loved this movie. I think it's still beneath the Batman to me. Okay. Oh, the Pattinson Batman? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think the... Well, it's a totally different tone. Yeah. I And I think that's why they differ because the Batman feels very Batman. It's dark. It's brooding. Mm-hmm. And then the Flash... It's very Barry Allen, so it's, you know... It's a lot more cartoony. It's, it's a funny. lot lighter. Yeah, so, you know, it, just to kind of... It's very hard to compare the two because they're so different. But I love them both so much. And, you know, that was kind of the feeling I got the first time I saw the poster because Flash has never been one of my favorite characters. I never really got into the character of Barry Allen. But Ezra's performance really makes you love the character yeah, that's the thing. Ezra Miller, and we said this before, is is not is good in the movie. He's it, a great or they they are a great actor. They are a great actor. Um I've seen them do work in uh, we need to talk about Kevin, which is an insanely like jarring and different performance than his performance in uh the DCU. You need to see the perks of being a wallflower. Oh my god. I've he heard I've heard great things. I've breaks heard great your things. Heart. But that's the thing. He or they are a great actor. And in this movie, they're really, really tuned into the character. And it really is a show of force playing, you know, Barry Allen, younger Barry Allen, the emotional arc they have to play for both characters, for both characters. They're they are playing two sides of the same coin against themselves throughout huge chunks of the movie mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to see how they do it it is it is a stellar performance honestly um it's it's the thing where i i really wish ezra miller wasn't like wasn't as problematic as they are that's why hopefully they can get some help um i mean it's gonna take some years to kind of fix some of these things but i mean i'd love to see him back as the flash yes um, the other you know, question people are getting, how much uh, multiverse fan service is in the movie? You know, are we getting, you know, uh, another Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman? Do we get to see Green Lantern, a new Aquaman? Well, we're, we're not spoiling the ending, so you guys are going to have to figure that out for yourselves. But we will say there is a bit of multiverse fan service, and it is pretty much relegated to the end. After the basic premise of Barry Allen's in a new, you know, reality. Yeah. They kind of leave all the weird speed force magic stuff until the climax of the movie. Yeah. So you're if you're looking for cameos and you're looking for cool nods and stuff like that, you're you're getting that in mm-hmm. the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie, something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which don't get me wrong, super excited for, super <laughs> excited for. But the question that 
people are asking is, do we see the new Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman? Do we see what those actors are going to be? Nope. Nope. We don't get uh, any official recast or anything like that. We do get a head nod to like there being new Batmans and Wonder mm-hmm. Womans and Supermans and stuff going forward. Super people. Super people. But we don't see who those people are yet. No. And I wanted to ask you, who would you like to play the new um, mainline Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman do, do you have any actors in mind that you would want for those roles? And you can think of one. Off the top of my head, no, because I think these per- these people are perfect for the roles that they're cast in right now. So it's going to have to be uh, Warner Brothers and DC that need to wow me. Because, I mean, I wasn't sure about Supergirl, and, you know, she ended up taking my breath away. She was awesome. Yes. Oh, God. What was the actress's name that played Supergirl? Because uh, she was wonderful in the movie. Let me look it up. Uh, we didn't. Oh, her name is Sasha Call. Okay, she was fantastic yes. in the movie. I really hope if anybody like carries over from this movie into the rest of the DCU, it's her. Yeah, because I never watched the Supergirl show on CW or a di- different actress, I believe. Yeah, a different actress, but you know, it never really caught my attention. It's the same thing with like uh, Lois and Clark. That mm-hmm. show never really caught my attention. That's but, the problem with the CW shows is most of the CW shows have the budget of a ham sandwich and they're just they're just trying their best boys. I mean, the only one that has caught my attention was um The Flash and that's ending or just ended. Yeah, the final episode of The Flash aired I want to say like a week ago, 3 or 4 days ago, mm-hmm. something like that. At the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. But yeah, like it would be interesting if we do like the people we would get to have as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, because honestly, I don't, I don't know who they would want to get, but I am looking forward to them probably getting younger actors to play a Batman or a uh, Superman or a Wonder Woman. Yeah, because I mean, you know, initially when we see like a Batfleck in uh, Batman versus Superman, yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know. I mean. I wasn't too sure about him as Batman, but I really loved him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, you know, it's like over time, you know, I've grown really fond of his Batman. And now it's kind of, you know, sad to see him go. But just because he never got a fair shake. That's yeah. the, that's the reason it sucks that uh, Ben Affleck is leaving as Batman. He never got a fair go at it. And I mean, we I, I guess this is his, you know, final curtain call as Batman, as we know for right now. There's, you know, no spoilers, no rumors. But I really liked his, you know, final call as Batman in this film. Yeah, it is. It is fun. The I love the bat suit too. Oh, the new bat suit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have loved it too if it, if the CGI wasn't so goddamn bad in this cut. Well, I mean, oh, that's Lord. why you know we're gonna go back and we'll see it and see how it differs. But yeah, I I love that scene with him. But yeah, so um, the other major questions that people really probably want to know. Because the movie is an adaptation of Flashpoint. Is it how close is it to the comic book? And I'll say it takes the broad scopes of it, and that's about it. They they basically they took the outline of what happened in Flashpoint and they tried to adapt as best they can. You could probably guess that by watching the trailers if you read the comic book, but there you go. And I'm starting the comic book today. We're gonna see if I like book one and then I'll progress and read the rest of your collection. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. I, I hope you do like it. But yeah, uh, I got most of the basic FAQ stuff out. Is there anything else you wanted to say about The Flash before we head out? I really enjoyed the costume design of The Flash. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed, his suit is more polished. It, it's not like, you know, the one that we have in Justice League when he meets Batman for the first time. And you could tell that things are kind of like, you know, taped and glued together. I mean, it's still a cool looking suit, but, you know, it's something that Barry Allen created. And in this movie, I think he makes a point that... His suit changed? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I'm sorry. I have not seen Justice League since the theater. But I mean... So, like... You know, that that's most, you know, superhero movies where they kind of have the rough looking first suit, the suit that mm-hmm. they created. And then over time, you get like the, you know, the the hero suit, like, you know, the, the hero shot kind of suit. Yeah. And in this movie, he kind of looks like Turbo Man a little bit with, with the gold, which I, is fucking awesome. I am, I'm almost wondering if that's because, again, like the CGI isn't polished, so he looks shiny. He looks, it, it, he looks like, he looks look like bad, a plastic though. doll. No, it didn't look bad. I'm just saying, you know, color-wise, mm-hmm. it, it's the same kind of like with Turbo Man. But, you know, in this movie, you know, it's more of a polished look for Barry. It's like he's finally stepping into that role as... You know, oh, I was going to say an Avenger. As, as, a, as a member of the Justice as League. As a member of the Justice League. Because, you know, we first get him in the suit really in uh, Justice League. And he's very scared. He's afraid of everything. And Batman's the one tells him, you know, at least save one person. Doesn't matter who it is. Just, you know, do that. And in this movie, Barry's working. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like I like that he's more secure in himself, even though he still has issues with, you know, fears and phobias and you know stuff from his past but i like that he's more evolved in this movie it's like oh wow you know this is truly the flash i i would hope he's evolved at this point because ezra miller has appeared in like eight fucking dc properties at this point and this is the first time they're able to actually lead a movie on their own well i mean you know if they wanted to do a flash movie they could have done like an origin story you know that's why i kind of liked in this movie He's more polished as the Flash. It's not a hero origin story, which yeah. is good. The it's one of those things where it's just I'm so flabbergasted that DC went the route of no one gets an origin story mm-hmm. uh, except like Superman. Right? Superman's the only one that gets like a straight origin story yeah. where we, we yeah. see him grow we, up. We, yeah, we start from when he's a baby to. When he becomes the Man of Steel. Yeah, everyone else, I believe, starts with them already superpowers, mm-hmm. doing superhero stuff, right? Because that's could, Batman. Could we count? Well, could we count uh, Wonder Woman? Uh, maybe not Wonder Woman, but I think we see, like you know, Batman and the Flash, they they sh- show up already with superpowers from and the get. Suicide Squad. That yeah, they, that whole crew. Um, Aquaman. I I'm not sure if Aquaman gets a. Um, I think they show him from like a baby or it's flashbacks yeah it's really it's really weird but it is flabbergasting that dc is like we're gonna start with the justice league and then everyone gets their own solo movie no origin stories origin stories are bad it's kind of like a thing that's the first movie in the franchise for everyone that and it's kind of like a thing where you know these characters so i think they just want you to assume you already know the lore the history just roll with that yeah true and i mean in this we do get a callback to the flash's origin story yeah um, but because I, 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 I didn't like. know it's like, no, I didn't know how he gains these powers and it was interesting to see, you know, how he does and how they play it out in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a thing where I do enjoy that this feels like a different kind of flash mm-hmm. than the justice league flash or the flash we've seen cameo and other things where they're a lot more 
played for comedy, mm-hmm. I would I would guess. This is a lot more of a dramatic role, and it feels like a, fu- a much fuller character. And yeah. I, that is reflected in the costume. Um, but yeah, it... Also, that ring was badass. That's in the comic books. That that's the that's the whole whole shtick. I, I want that ring. Uh, GameStop sells it, so you know, hint hint. I I literally have one when they did Flashpoint. Yeah, but now they have the new one for this movie. Uh, but, and it comes yeah. with a cool box. But yeah, so that's the Flash. Um, so overall, how'd you like it? What did you think of it? What did you would you recommend people go out and see it? Definitely recommend it. I give it two strong thumbs up. Um. It's like, I just want to spoil it because there were so many cool things that happened in the movie. See, that's the problem with doing a review like this is we're not here to spoil anything because mm-hmm. the the whole problem is like the movie, you can guess what the whole movie is by watching the trailers, yeah. honestly. Uh, and we're just trying to be as like cool about it as possible. We don't really want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, but yeah. It's it's a good movie. It's re- it's really fucking good. It's I, like I the mean, best DCU movie. I mean, for it to you know just be the the main issue with us is the CGI. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. You know, I'll take it if the CGI is you know kind of on the the rough side, but the story is really good. That's a great movie. And to reiterate, we saw an unfinished cut yeah. of the movie, so the CG is going to be better. Anything that we did have issue with is probably going to be fixed or polished out. I feel the reason they've been doing these this year-long preview run of The Flash is to basically polish up as much of it as possible. Because I think they just want this thing to play like gangbusters when it finally hits the theaters. Yeah. But if you wanted to go and see that, it's going to be out today. Yeah, today, June 16th, you know. Go running to your theaters to watch The Flash. Um, we really hope that you love it as much as we did. Um, I can't wait to go back and watch it a second time. I'd be happy to go and see this one more time. Well, mostly to see that ending shot with a secret character that will be spoiled later. That I, I need to see that, all right? I need to see that just like in, in real high definition glory. I need to go back to the Batcave again. I got to see that. I got to hear the music. Oh, yeah. The, I guess that's another thing. They do get the Danny Elfman theme back. You, you get the Batman, you know, uh, Batman 89 theme, uh, the animated series theme. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's a world of difference hearing it, you know, surround sound, seeing it on IMAX. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, but if they wanted to keep up with us, where could they go? If you want to listen to us on a tr- different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can go to our YouTube channel, The Film Vault. That is The Film Vault on YouTube, where eventually Dean will get off his ass and actually upload videos. But we well, don't know when that will be. We love our slideshows. We do love our slideshows. But if you wanted to follow us on social media, you can always go to... The Film Club Podcast on Instagram, where we post daily stories, upcoming episodes, and random adventures we go on, like advanced screenings. And with that... We'll see you next week at the Film Club. Have a good week, everybody.